Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show, the hodgepodge of nothingness. Not tonight, though. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, we also got a Pirates W. How excited are you tonight? You know what? I um, I turned the game on in the top of the seventh inning, and uh, it was fun. It was a fun three innings of baseball, so I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> uh, I would say most of the game was fun, but if you were to pick three innings, it was certainly the time that you turned you tuned tuned in. So good job, Jim. Glad to see you put a full day's work of working again. Hey, that's what I do. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm here though. This is my first time on the post game. I think in over a week. So, yeah. Well, welcome back. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I mean, it had nothing, nothing to do with I don't know the way O'Neill Cruz played tonight. That didn't like entice you maybe to come on a little more than you might have beforehand. No, no, no. So it had nothing to do with that. I actually didn't even know when I told you I was like I'm good for the post game show. I didn't even know he had two hits at that point. So okay, actually, I looked at the box score. I'm lying to you. I absolutely. I, he was too. <laughs> I saw two for three, and I saw a Castro homer, and I was like, yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I actually want to talk about the show tonight. Yeah, man. Eight to two. The Pirates came out and defeated the New York Mets. You know, the Pirates oh, can wow. raise it. All right. There it is. There's yeah. there's David, the NS9 mascot. Yes. <laughs> so uh yeah, man. This is actually a pretty exciting game. Uh let's I guess maybe start off. We'll keep the real excitement at the end. We'll save it. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. Because I think it's going to be overshadowed by Mitch Keller giving up zero earned runs today. Yeah, uh, this is back-to-back, like, really good starts for Keller. Um, last time out, struck out 10. This time out, uh, a little bit different the way he did it. Very different. But uh, only two strikeouts today, but limited damage. Um, didn't give up any extra base hits. You know, he gave up five hits, but they were all singles, uh, two walks. Uh, and, and, you know, when you do that and you spread things out and you know, you're, you're not going to give up runs. So uh, solid back to back starts for Keller. Let's see if he can finish strong this September uh, and October, I guess now, too. Um, All right. But uh, yeah, I, I I didn't get to see him pitch, but just looking at the line, uh, not, uh, you know, very different from his last start, but got the job done. That's literally what it was. Very effective. Very effective. But he wasn't, he didn't have like his swing and miss stuff. That was the thing in the last outing. I mean, those 10 strikeouts, he looked incredible. And tonight, he, so he didn't have that, but he was limiting damage. Like you said, no extra base hits, wasn't getting hit too hard, getting the double play ball, which has kind of like been his MO all year as well. I mean, he was just pitching effectively, pitching with confidence. And I mean, it doesn't hurt when you take out Stalling Marte, but. <laughs> Uh, hopefully for Starling, he's okay. I know he went back for x-rays, yeah. but yeah, when you hit him on the hand, he's had such a good year. But anyways, Mitch has looked pretty good. That was really like the only big mistake, I guess, like you could probably say he had was hitting Starling Marte, which, you know, I guess for his sake and the offense sake, or defense sake, you know, it was probably a good thing. But anyways, yeah, so Mitch kind of looked good. He looked effective. 
he's continuing this. Like you said, you still want to see how he finishes, but he had he was a little bit shaky there. He had a few starts, a little bit shaky, and he backs those up with, as you mentioned, last game, which could have been his best start he's ever had, even though it was two earned runs he gave up. And tonight, the first time all year, he gives up zero earned runs, even though, again, it wasn't the swing and miss stuff, but he pitched very good. So two back-to-back starts where he's looked extremely good compared to those few shaky starts. And when you look at the whole season, I mean, this is a good Mitch Keller. Yeah, I mean, he's going to end up – I mean, just by the innings that he's going to pitch the rest of the season, he's going to end up having, you know, more than two F4, you know, on the year. So you're looking at, you know, an, an above average major league starting pitcher at that point. Um so, so yeah, solid season. We, I mean, we needed this out of Keller this year. Hopefully he can continue to progress. This isn't really – I think you want to see him kind of keep taking steps forward, you know, as he matures. But really it comes down to that sinker, right? Ever since he started throwing that sinker, he just looked like a completely different dude. And, like, that was the difference tonight. That's what we're getting at, you know. I mean, he didn't have, like, the swing and miss stuff, but he was weak contact. Getting the ground ball. I mean, he's not scared to pitch anymore. He has that where he can get out of it. I mean, if he's not feeling it, he can do what he did tonight and be effective. Yep. And when he is feeling it, boy, he can do what he did last start and then just make everyone look silly. Like, that's that's the new Mitch Keller. I love it. I love it. So, um, kudos to Mitch Keller. The I want to say the rest of the pitching was effective, but Stevenson did some damage. He gave up two earned runs today. Uh, the homer to Nimmo. It is what it is. Like, I'm still semi-intrigued by him. I just want to see how he does the rest of the season with the Pirates just to kind of feel and get a vibe if he has any status heading into 2023. I mean, it's doubtful, but this bullpen is, to be real, it's pathetic. And it doesn't take much to anchor down a, a position probably next year from any carryover from this season. So it's like he has a, a shot. <laughs> and if he can show something – Maybe there's some interest there, but um, yeah. I mean, based off of the arms that are available, I'm I'm fine with giving Robert Stevenson an extended look. You know, for the for the last month of the year here, right? Uh, but gives up the run. I mean, he did have two strikeouts, but he doesn't give up the the home run mm-hmm. uh, to Nemo. That was the only two runs scored by the Mets. And again, I mean, this is the New York Mets. We're not talking about. An inferior team, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they could be a favorite of winning the World Series, and the Pirates just won eight to two. Uh, so yeah, Stevenson's the only one. But Ban- Manny Banuelos came in; he goes scoreless. Crow comes in; he goes scoreless. Although it's still kind of the shaky Crow we're seeing. Well, but- the Crow was a little. I mean, it was it was kind of similar to his last time out, where you know, one out, two outs, got him quickly. Um, walk, walk. Yeah, I, I'm not too concerned there. Um, but I, I do want to talk about Manny Benuelos a little bit. I thought he looked really good tonight. You know, he came in after the home run because, you know, the game wasn't really out of reach at that point. That home run made it four to two. Four to two. Yeah. Um, and then Manny came in, slammed the door there in the seventh, uh, and then pitched a really solid eighth inning. Uh, he He's looked good really ever since the pirates have gotten him um i mean he, he had that one really rough outing his first time out against the yankees but really other than that and then that he he, had, he blew up against the red so he's gotten two outings where he just like completely blew up 
but the rest of his outings, he's looked, he's looked pretty solid. So uh, pretty happy with what we're seeing so far out of Benuelos. Looked really good tonight. Um, really shut the door uh, on on the Mets, and then that allowed the Pirates in the eighth to just add on even more to their lead. And boy, did they! Mm-hmm. Boy, did they! Boy, did they! Like, let's let's get to the offense yeah. again. I, I just want to make sure we give kudos to Mitch Keller. But it's overshadowed for a reason because the offense came alive today. And it starts with the leadoff guy. It really does. I mean, O'Neill Cruz is a big night for him. It's, it's, he, listen, like we know the slack he gets. It's warranted. He has not looked good. He has not performed well. But we get excited for the things that he does. And you get excited because of what he can do. Tonight he demonstrated. He showed literally – Every reason why he had he made contact all five times, never struck out. Mm-hmm. Four of his hits were the hardest hits of the night. Yeah, he had the four hardest hit balls of the night. Maybe there's a correlation of why he also had three hits on the night, one going into the river. <laughs> right. I want it's almost like hitting the ball hard is good if if it's your team yes <laughs> yes that's what it's you want to do like, yeah it's almost like you want to hit the ball hard that's the whole point <laughs> he literally hits one 115.3 this is one game by O'Neill Cruz. Like, this wasn't like, hey, he got some hard hits over the week. Here's his top four hits of the week, which would still be impressive for a week. Mm-hmm. This was one game. He was crushing the ball. And again, it shows and demonstrates why people focus on exit He does this. This is a skill that he can do. If he can master the skill of connecting with the baseball four times a game, that's what he has to work on. That's what he has to improve. Yep. This is what you got. This is why every team worries about Ono Cruz when he's up the bat, even though he's only batting 199. Not anymore. Not I mean, anymore. His, uh, his touch line is even creep. Like he's over a 700 OPS now. He's at a, he's at a 706 OPS on the season now after today. 92 weighted runs created plus, 213 batting average. Um, the numbers. The, like the, the the counting numbers that people want to look at, they're they're creeping up there right now. Um, and, and you just mentioned it. Like the guy just, I don't understand these people who are like just constantly putting him down because it's like if if that's who you are, then like what the and excuse my language, but like what the fuck are you even watching sports for? Like the whole point of watching sports is to be entertained and to like see people do things that are incredible. This guy's doing that right now. Um, like every time he steps up to the plate, you want to see what he does. Um, and and more, you know, and it's he doesn't do something incredible every time, right? You know, he's he's this is still his first major league season, but he's showing you things that make him special and make him so uber talented. There's a reason why every single national media account 
salivate, you know, when he does something crazy. There's a reason why, you know, when, when there's a national broadcast on Peacock, they can't stop talking about him. There's a reason why people talk about how talented he is it's because he's doing things that people have never seen before. And if you can't grasp that, if you can't put your head around, hey, this guy's doing some really cool shit that we've never seen, then like, what are you doing? Just stop watching baseball because and, and, you're just you're just being you're just being an idiot at this point. Um, right. If, if, if you can't right. just see what he's doing and how special he is you're not even worth my time anymore. Like, I'm not even going to acknowledge you. If you tweet anything to me I on can't. Twitter about, I can't. like, I can't anything, promise that. not even going to acknowledge you anymore. Like, I'm not acknowledging it. Because, like, you're just, you're just being an idiot. <laughs> I feel like we're on two different wave paths. And I think it's because I've been on that mindset for a while now, and you haven't. And now I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of doing it, and I feel like you're tired of doing what you're doing. And, like, we're flip-flopping. Yeah. Because I'm getting more irritable lately. <laughs> but anyways, regardless, you're absolutely correct. And that's why like, I want to also define and, and separate. Like, there is a difference between talented and good. O'Neill Cruz hasn't reached good yet. But boy, is he talented. And you can't deny that. So when people say he is, and you can argue if he's the most talented. right? But regardless, if people say he's uber talented, that's, that's not a lie. That's why you're excited. Because you see the talent now Let's work on transcribing it, transferring it to like being good and such, right? But here's the thing too. So you talked about all that, his counting numbers, his season numbers are creeping up, right? Let's rewind, go back. And I know Tyler was really on board with the leadoff part of this, but I know you, we've definitely been talking a lot too in regards of like, stop batting him seventh, get him up there. Reasons why you want to, because you don't have Greg Allen, and Josh Van Eater and Heineman and Delay, even though Delay and tonight, like he has a, a Delay just kind of creeps in and finds ways to get his name noticed, even though he's not, he's not, no, he's not good, but he's noticeable. Okay. Um, for those reasons, I feel like. But, anyways, like that's behind Cruz. And all you see is Cruz getting nothing but junk thrown at him, usually by at that point of time in the game. The best reliever comes in. That's a lefty. The nastiest stuff comes in because the only person he fears, right? So the whole thing was like, get Cruz up in the lineup. Get someone behind him that maybe a pitcher has fear in. And, hey, they went the whole way. They have Cruz in the, in the leadoff spot now. So I want to throw something out there. Okay. Very small sample. Totally get it. I'm not here saying Cruz is fixed. This is Cruz. He's done. But this is reasons why those are being said. This is also reasons why when he did go in the leadoff spot, everyone's going, oh, my God, a 199 leadoff hitter. Okay. Well, guess what? In the leadoff spot now, which Cruz has batted in the past eight games, he is batting 303. He's slugging 758. He's got three singles, two doubles, two triples, three homers. <laughs> Boys producing. Again, let's – I mean – Chill. Those are the numbers so far. Keep an eye on it. But now that he has someone like, I don't know, Brian Reynolds behind him, maybe that's helping him. Talk about, I mean, how many lefties have you seen so far? What are you seeing the way the team's pitched to, to Cruz at this point in time? Yeah, and, and I mean, we talked about it earlier, but I think what you're seeing is before, like you, like you mentioned, in the seventh spot, you always saw managers pitch, you know, they're, they're making a pitching change. They're going to their lefty. 
They're facing Cruz. And then, yeah, you've got Van Meter, Allen, uh, Cal Mitchell, all these people have batting around them. And so, yeah, you like you make a pitching change specifically for O'Neill Cruz. I feel like you're not really seeing that as much anymore. Um, he's seeing more right-handed pitchers now than he was, you know, in the back of the lineup. And some of that may have to do with Brian Reynolds. Some of it may just have to be, may have to do with um, just kind of the situations that he's hitting in. It could be the teams that we're playing. It could be, we're losing a lot of games and we're not even in games right now. So, you know, the managers maybe aren't managing, you know, every moment, like it's like so super important. I don't know, whatever the reason is, He's, he's seeing better pitches to hit right now, um, plain and simple. Uh, and and I think you are seeing a little bit more play. Like, he still chases some balls out of the zone. Every once in a while he does something that you're like, yeah, you know, but for the most part, I feel like he's being a little bit more disciplined. He's attacking balls in the zone. He's laying off the balls out of the zone. Uh, and, like, when pitchers are making mistakes, he's been making them pay lately. Um, and, and even when they're not mistakes, like, the pitch he hit out today, which, by the way, went into the Allegheny River. He hit it 420 feet. He basically one-handed golfed a ball into the river. It wasn't a bad pitch. Like the ball was, the ball was low. It was on the you know bottom of the zone. It wasn't a bad pitch, and he just absolutely destroyed it. Um, so it's just like, like I said, you're just seeing the talent right now, and it's nice to kind of see him starting to be a little more comfortable at the plate. Uh, I really think that's just what it is. He just seems to be more comfortable right now. Um, Jesse right there. He, he seems to be getting in better counts. He's uh, he, like I said, he's laying off the balls that are out of the zone. When you do that, you're going to find yourself in better counts. So it's, I think it's just a matter of comfort. And he's, he's at the point now where he's, he's getting to like 250 major league plate appearances. Maybe things are just starting to starting to click a little bit and, and the last week he's been he's been pretty incredible he has he yeah. has something i didn't calculate and since you just mentioned it i want to look into so the k rates down to 28.5 mm-hmm. percent that's not incredible by any means like that's not like oh my god he doesn't strike out anymore the strikeouts are still there but that's absolutely okay in today's day and age like that's not bad honestly if he if his strikeout rate is hovering around 30, he hits the ball hard enough when he makes contact that he's fine. Like that that's really all like that's where he needs to be at. He doesn't need to be a guy who makes contact 80% of the time because when he does make contact, he's so explosive. Uh, now obviously, if you can get that strikeout rate down to like the low 20s, then you're talking about like one of the most elite hitters in the game. Right, but so in I'm order for him to say, be, like yeah. with what you're saying, right? If if he yeah. does that, that's why you hear the comparisons. He's Aaron Judge. Yeah, he would but have if, to walk if, more, if, yeah, but like gets, that's right. what we're getting at. <laughs> right, and the walks will come. Like if he starts hitting the ball that much, the walks will come. Like pitchers will just pitch around him. Right, as long as he lays off those, <laughs> they could give him the walks, and he swings too. <laughs> I mean, you look at, look at, I mean, if we're talking about Aaron Judge, right? Like Aaron Judge typically hovers around a 30% K rate. These last two years where he's been just off the charts, he's been around 25%, right? Exactly. So, yep. Like if O'Neill Cruz is hovering around that 30% rate, he's, he's in good shape. 
Because I said, when he makes contact, he hits the ball so damn hard that that's fine. Uh, like, O'Neill Cruz's BABIP is probably going to always be high because he hits the ball so hard. And because he's so fast. And because he's so fast. And because he's so fast. Yeah. I mean, he can beat out. He gets the balls to the infielders faster than anyone else does, but then he's so fast that he beats out all the guys that are like he can turn some infield 115 mile an hour baseballs into singles yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So I, I think what we're just, like I said, hopefully we're just starting to see him get more comfortable and hopefully he just keeps getting more and more comfortable the more bats he gets, which he also is going to get more bats than anybody else batting leadoff, right? Which is another reason why we were clamoring for it this whole time. Like he just needs to see. He needs to see more pitches, uh, and batting leadoff is going to allow him to do that. So, yeah, I, I like I said, hopefully it's just a comfort thing, and he keeps getting more and more comfortable, and and we kind of just keep seeing him evolve, evolve, and evolve, and hopefully he's just hopefully he's the unicorn we we, we all hope he is. And even if he doesn't hit the unicorn, the the talent, like you said, the talent's still there. If he can be a good everyday player, that's still a win. But regardless. He can be a unicorn. That's where he can be that unicorn. Um, so, right. So, as you mentioned, three more plate appearances to get the 250. So, he's probably doing that tomorrow in, in the first game, uh, finally hitting the 250. And, and, again, I'm not touting and saying this is it. But it would be nice if this is the corner. You know, you're starting to see it. Um, it it's been more productive. You see a little bit of difference of him. Like you're saying, at comfort level, you see the production getting there. Um, so again, something to keep an eye out on if, if he can finish the season, I'm not saying bang three or three the entire time, but being this productive player, mm. what a great sigh of relief <laughs> that we all can kind of maybe relax going into next year and say, yeah. you know what, as I think you and I and Tyler, a lot of, you know, we're talking in the early part of like, this is development, like, Hey, this is why look at Julio Rodriguez. We kept comparing to Cruz Rodriguez, their numbers, like look at Julio's first hundred played appearances look at julio's first 150 maybe it took cruz a little longer and that's fine that's fine but it would be nice to know if that's all this was and now for the rest of the season he is productive a little bit of breath a little bit of sigh hey you got something on a this uh this guy for next season we'll find out but anyways yep let's move on i want to talk about O'Neill cruz for 23 more minutes but we'll move on rodolfo castro <laughs> Man, yeah, so Cruz he just keeps hardest, doing it. Cruz had the four hardest hit balls. Number five was Castro. I know you didn't watch the game, so you didn't see it. And it was hit hard. I mean, 107 is still nothing to sneeze at. Like, that was a hard hit baseball. But, Jim, this thing might have been in the air for 17 minutes. <laughs> he hit it hard, but he... Uh, a 47 degree launch angle. Yeah. And it went out. It was a home run. I mean, again, this thing just floated and it went out. I mean, it was just remarkable. Mm. And, and like, again, this is another player. I really like am stamping him as mini O'Neill. It's just, it's not to the level of O'Neill, but it's like all the things O'Neill does. It seems like Castro also does to just a lesser degree. And, and you've been saying this, and I've been saying I'm still uneasy to really pencil that in and get him there, but he keeps doing this, and he's got the ceiling to be the best everyday second baseman. But, like, he's showing, keeps doing it more and more. Like, he could be that dude. He really could. He could be that prospect that you really weren't thinking about. 
he's got so many tools. And that home run today just, again, demonstrates the power this dude has. So it was a 47-degree launch angle? 47-degree launch angle. I'm telling you, it was ridiculously crazy. Like, there was no way this is going out. Again, like one of those cruise balls where it's like, all right, this is a fly out. And then you keep sitting there and waiting because it's not on your screen. You're just staring at this TV, looking at stands, waiting, is it going to go foul or is it going to come up short? And it's like, oh, it went over the wall. It's a home run. Rodolfo Castro, once again, home run. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, I'm actually curious to see how many home runs have been hit it, this year. It had a oh, – it was it's super low. Yeah, it's an expected batting average of 130. Two. JT Real Muto and Anthony Rizzo have done it. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Those are really bad so, baseball players. That's kind of <laughs> – I mean, you said 47. Like, you don't see too many home runs hit at a 47-degree launch angle. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um no, I, I think you, I mean, as I've, I've kind of been saying like the, you can see the tools there, the athleticism, um, the power is, is legit. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's, you know, kind of like a mini cruise is a good way to put it. Like he, he does everything cruise does just not as good, which is fine. <laughs> right. Cause cruise, more- cruise does everything like otherworldly. Castro's actually been more productive than Cruz yes. up to this point, right? Like, I was going to say, like, I feel like he's more polished than Cruz. Yeah, he's got definitely got, like, better plate discipline. Uh, he doesn't strike out as much. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree there. Um, and, and both young. Like, Castro's still just 23 years old. Uh, the, I like the switch hitting aspect, too. Like, he breaks up from the right side. Today's homer was from the left side. Like a cruise, yeah. Cruise, like that was our worry, too. You know, that's something to look, I mean, it's something to look at and kind of get excited about, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited that that's again for the rest of the season. Like, that's what's exciting me is Cruz and Castro, and he's doing all this while only being owned by two percent of fantasy leagues. Can you imagine? Man, him and Ben Gamble just get no respect. Just two percenters. Absolutely ridiculous. But anyways, I just want to bring this up because, I mean, Buckle Mike says Castro Alfonso Soriano 2.0. Alfonso Soriano was really good. <laughs> <laughs> he I, was really, really good. He was absolutely good. But I look at it in the sense of, um, if we're saying mini crews, like mini Soriano might be pretty good too. Very, yeah, I mean, Soriano like, was a 40-40 guy. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, but, um, but no, I mean, I guess the tool, like from a tool standpoint, mm-hmm. power, speed, um, you know, glove, arm. Yeah, it's it's all there. Uh, I, I, Soriano had like Soriano had like a six-year stretch where he was like really, really good. Uh, so yeah, if Castro can do that, yeah, sign me up. I think he's an everyday player. <laughs> that yeah. might answer our question. Um, but yeah, so he does go one for five today, but the big home run, two strikeouts, no walks. But yeah, um, Castro again just keeps impressing. He um, he makes his mistakes, but again, and much like Cruz, I keep just feeling like these mistakes can be coached up. That's what leaves you make feeling positive. You know, maybe an off season, just maybe more experience. Maturity comes in next year. Hopefully the same with 
Cruz because Cruz also did make a pretty bad throw today. Bailed out by Chavis once again. I'm just going to put on the recording and just play that so I can save some breath every day. There you go. Um, he, he did like the thing is, he did something different. Everyone talks about how he just throws it so hard every single time. And if like this time he had the ball, the out was ten, like, he could wait 10 years to throw it. He slowed up, he didn't put all into it. I just feel like just mentally, like he's, he's just not there. Like when he, he has to throw it 100 miles an hour. Because yeah. when he does something like that, when the ball was like five feet short and Cruz right. or not Cruz, but Chavez, you know, got the, got the bounce, which he's been doing very good at. Mm-hmm. He made the play, but um, yeah, Cruz just has to clean up those throws. He just really does. He, he yeah. made some plays really good defensively again today, mm-hmm. but then you get that. Yeah. And, and I think if you're looking at him from a, like a future standpoint, uh, like, if you were, if there was one thing to be subpar, like it's that, because like that is something that can be taught. Like he clearly has the arm strength. It, right. It's just a matter of like figuring out your routine, your repetition, uh, and and just the more you do it, the the better you're going to get at it. And now that he's like in the major leagues, and you know it's it's different in the minors. You're riding buses. You're staying in crappy hotels like you're not you're not at the field all day long working on these things that's something that like if if it was something where it was like oh well he can't feel grounders or he you know he lost lack of ability type of thing right if it was like an if it was a skill issue like he can't do this one thing then you're kind of concerned but this is something where it's just like he just needs to get that one thing down he he it can be coached. Right. For sure. Now, maybe like the seven foot wingspan does deter that ability a little bit. Yeah. Right. But again, like um, it's something that can be coached. Yeah. Um, so that was why you remain hopeful for all this. Mm-hmm. But that Agreed. seven foot wingspan surely does help defensively with a glove getting to plays and balls and such. So, anyways, um, back to Cash Show. Yeah. So good game by him. Um, we can talk about Brian Reynolds. Like he, he struggled very hard this last series. He comes today, two for three, two walks, um, big hit, got the RBI, got Cruz in. So good game from him as well. Well, I think this kind of goes to show you like what this off, what this team can do is just if those two guys, if Cruz and Reynolds are on. They're going to score runs. Like those two guys combined for three runs and three RBIs just between the two of them. Uh, and then you sprinkle in, you know, Castro had another, you know, two, two runs uh, batted in. And then, you know, Chavis and delayed two. But, uh, you know, one through three today went three for, went six for 13 with two walks, three runs, uh, four runs and five RBIs. You're going to win when, when you're going to win when that happens. Right. Hey, you're the one who said it a long, you know, long time ago, time and time again. This this team goes where O'Neill and Reynolds takes them, and now yeah. they're back to back. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, those those are the there two guys. Is. Like, if those two guys are on, the offense clicks. If they're not, it doesn't. <laughs> right. That's it. It's that's then again. It. Look at the offense. Yeah. So I mean, you need that. There, there's kind of what you need to go after this off season is we need to figure out we need more guys. <laughs> Right now we don't. We don't. We need more guys. Yeah, probably guys better than Ben Gamble. 
probably shouldn't settle on those types of guys because then you have the same team and you're talking about the same stuff. But anyways, I digress. 12 hits today for the Pirates. Sprinkling all the other ones. Right, Kevin Newman had two two hits today. He went two for four with one strikeout. Jack Sawinski, multi-hit game, two for four, though two strikeouts. The strikeouts still clearly there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as mentioned, my boy Jason DeLay got a hit, a big timely hit. I swear Jason, De- Jason DeLay gets more um, airtime on this show than anyone else slugging under 300 ever has. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's correct. Now, there's multiple reasons for it. He's at a position that's really, really bad and definitely really bad for this team. Mm-hmm. So being the best of something that's terrible, you get talked about a little bit, right? But again, I can't, like, I can't stress it enough. He, he goes one for four. The one hit was not exciting, but it was part of something exciting. And again, like yeah. I said, like he gets he gets airtime because of that. Like he's involved. He's always involved in something. And that's degree. Also, like it's not like he's good. He also extended the inning for Cruz. Like if it weren't for his right. hit, Cruz doesn't get that fifth at bat. That home run to the river never happens. As a matter of fact, yes, you are correct on that. And because I had Cruz's like leadoff stat line all figured out and then delay got the hit, I was like, damn it. And I had to re delete it because we got another bat coming up. Now you and like you on. mentioned into the river so thank you jason delay you are the goat yeah no i mean he's uh i mean when it comes to catchers on this team this year he's probably been every every (laughs) every part of that sentence just lower that bar more and more and more i mean He's been good. Sure. Again, I get it. He's he's not a good player, but he's been a blessing for this Pirates catching situation this year. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else? I guess Brian Hayes coming back. One for three with a walk and some nice base running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, he got home on the, the pass ball. I guess it was a pass ball or a wild pitch, wild pitch. Uh, but good secondary lead, went for it, slid in there. Uh, had another stolen base too. So, yeah, he kind of he started things in that eighth inning. He was kind of the spark plug there that got everything going. So For sure. Yeah, I, I didn't see the I, I didn't see the first few innings, but it's good to have him back. He's definitely somebody that, you know, needs to finish strong this year. You know, because because offensively, he kind of took a step back again. You know, when you know this team really desperately needs him to be, they need him to be serviceable, like a useful offensive bat. They don't need him to be great. Like he doesn't need to be this unbelievable run producer. But you know, eighty-seven weighted runs created plus last year. He's at eighty-seven weighted runs created plus this year. And like the defense is so good that he's still a good major leaguer, right? Like, I mean, yes, he's yes. a good major league baseball player because of that defense. He only played 112 games. He's going to be at about two and he's going to be at two and a half a war, you know, by tomorrow. If that, if that bat can just be average, like that's really all we need. Like he needs to be an average hitter. And if that bat can, can just be that, 
you're, you're, I mean, you're looking at a four-win player. Right. For sure. Like, this is where we're at right now. Hayes has to be better than this because mm-hmm. you just feel like he could just so easily be better than this. Like, that's that's part of it as well. Like, offensively, you look at this, and and sure, like, what you're saying, I mean, if you – Pirates have a third baseman who's going to be, like, a three-war player year in and year out. I mean, that's, that's a plus. That's That's good. It's just you see what Hayes is, and you just know he can be better. You know, yeah. like, the glove can't just – take you all the way he's not that good with the bat it needs to get better like so here's the comparison he's got a 659 ops michael chavis has a 670 ops and michael chavis isn't good you know and like that's what we're getting at like if he could just be better than michael chavis offensively (laughs) that's kind of the bar you're setting you know like that's how low it is right now he Mm -hmm. easily can be better than michael chavis so yeah you would really like for him to take that step forward and just do that because now you're not talking about a three-war player. You're talking, like you said, a four-win player. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes you crypto five-war. That's a right. really, really good player. And at the end of the day, it doesn't – like you can say we need offense, we need defense. Like the team needs wins, right? So however right. Key Brian Hayes is going to contribute to this team winning, I don't really care. If it's mostly defensively, cool. A run prevented is just as important as a run scored. Of at course. The end of the day. So, right. Um, I think that's another thing that you kind of have to. It's hard for fans to realize that sometimes that, hey, like elite defenders who are below average hitters are good players. And so, like, Cabrian Hayes is a good player. And just but, look at like the past few years of the Hall of Fame classes, like the, the, the middle infielders I got in that yeah. literally like never league average batters ever. Yeah. And so it's, but, but it's just, I think we've all, I think we expect more from Hayes because like, we've seen him do it like that rookie season, that 2020 season, we saw like what he was capable of and no one's expecting him to hit 376. Right. Um, But I think we all expect him to hit more than 242. Right. Right. And, and, And we expect him to hit more than six home runs. You know, he, he, he should theoretically, you know, I hate to give Bucko Mike any credit here, but like, yeah, like if K. Brian Hayes could hit 280 with 12 homers, sign me up. Like, sign me up for that with his glove all day. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but you're right. You know, like you, however way he can do it is, is a win. If he does it by the glove, that's how he does it. It's just when you know he can also do it in other ways to add on to that production. That's what gets kind of frustrating. But again, like he is a good player and he adds to the team as far as wins goes. He could just be a much better player, a much more bigger contribution than what he is right now. And it doesn't seem like it's going to take much for him to do it. So again, uh, though he is back, it was a good game from him. Um, but that's pretty much really all to I have to discuss, want to talk about, bring up. Yeah. Um, I think we covered it pretty good. I mean, a fun game. Anytime you can put up eight runs on the Mets, eight two victory, like that's that's just an enjoyable evening of baseball, right there. Well, I knew it had to be a fun game because you you're you're on. <laughs> it brought you to come out and do a post game show, Jim. I know. Yeah, that's how fun <laughs> it was. You actually got me. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but. 
So that's that. So tomorrow the Pirates do have a doubleheader with the Mets because of yesterday's game that was, air quotes, rained out. Um, yeah. So check up the Grom, everybody. We'll get to see that game. I have a feeling, I suspect, Jim, that game won't be as fun. <laughs> but it's baseball. It's J- it, it's it's Degrom, and you know the Mets don't like to let, let Degrom win, so maybe that will be fun. Here's we'll the thing: have to though. do it after he's out of the game. We've seen so O'Neill Cruz has hit homers off of Sandy Alcantara. He owns Corbin Burns, like yes. just owns Corbin Burns' daddy. Um, maybe he owns DeGrom too? We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow at 6.35 p.m. Yeah. yeah, so 12.35 the first game, 6.35 the second game. We'll be on afterwards to talk about the Pirates' sweep. <sighs> Got to delete it. that later. <laughs> So with that said, I guess we are out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you guys.